We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, it's your Fun Friday episode, but if you've been following this week, you know this is not your typical Fun Friday, okay? So this is the week leading up to Easter, okay? So what we did this week, we said, you know what? We're going to focus 100% this week on God's Word, and we're just going to let God's Word soak and just and just do do what it does, right? And there's nothing we need to add to it, and definitely nothing we want to take away. So we have started off this week. If you haven't listened to this to this week in order, this is a week in particular you want to do that, okay? So go back to the spiritual kickoff on Monday. We talked about Jesus' triumphal entry, okay? We went through Matthew 21. Then we talked about Jesus' teachings. We spent some time in Luke 19 through 21 there. Then we talked about the Passover, okay? And that spent some time in Luke as well as in Matthew there for the Passover. And then we talked about the betrayal. So go back and check the that spiritual kickoff where we went through that account of the Easter story. And then if you missed our meat episode on Wednesday, go back and listen to that. We went through the first trial. We had the high priest trial. We had the trial with the Sanhedrin. We had the trial with Pilate the first time. We had a trial with Herod. Then we had the trial with Pilate the second time. Then we had the crucifixion. We read that, and we read the burial. Okay, so that's where we left off on Friday. We read the burial. We were in John 19. So again, that's back for those those th- five trials. We were ba- basically between. We started in Matthew, then we went to Luke for three of them, and we finished up in John. Then we did Luke for the crucifixion, and did John for the burial. Okay, so now that takes us up to where we're at right now. Okay, so we're at the the actual resurrection is where we're going to be working through. Uh, with with this episode. So we're going to be in Luke, Matthew. We're going to touch a little bit in Mark. Just got a couple of verses in Mark that we want to read. And then we're going to move to Acts. Okay, we really need to spend some time in Acts to 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 get you guys you know up to speed on, on, on some things just to make sure we share the complete story. Okay. So now for the resurrection, we're going to go straight to Luke 24. Okay. Luke 24 We're going to read the first 12 verses for the resurrection. Okay. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found a stone rolled away from the tomb. And when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and and bowed their faces to the ground, The man said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? 
He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned to the tomb and reported and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now there were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James. Also, the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles. But these words appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping in and looking. He saw the linen wrappings only, and he went away to his home, marveling at what had happened. Now, so that's your, that's your, your resurrection. We know that the tomb is empty, right? So now we're going to get into the appearances. We're going to stay in Luke here. We're just going to pick up right where we left off, 23. And we're going to read uh, through the through the uh, 49, okay? Through 49, we're going to see the, the appearances of Jesus, okay? And it says, And behold, two of them were going to that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things which had happened and had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes prevented them from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are these words that you exchanging about with one another as you are walking? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Clephas, answered and said to him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem that and unaware of things which have happened in these days? And he said to them, to them what things? <laughs> And they said to him, the things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty indeed in word and sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he was who he was going to redeem. We were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since this, these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said. But him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe all in all that the prophets had spoken, was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer for these things and to enter his glory? Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them, to them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted though he was going further. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting towards the evening, and now and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he had reclined at a table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight, and they said to one another, were not our hearts burning with, within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together eleven whose were, uh, and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. They began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognizing them by breaking of the bread. In verse 36, while they were telling these things, he himself stood in their midst and said, Peace be to you. But they were startled and frightened, and they thought they were seeing a spirit. And he said to him, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? 
See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While they were still could not, while they still could not believe it because of their joy and amazement, he said to them, "Have you anything here to eat?" They take him up. They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before before them. Now he said to them, "These are my words which I speak to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled." And he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he and he said to them. Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from the Most High. All right, guys, so that was, it. That was out of Luke on the appearances, but there's one more piece in John that I wanted to share because we hear about this doubting Thomas. So let's look at this scripture here in John 20, okay, starting at 25, because in the verses before that, uh, when Jesus had, had made his appearance, Thomas wasn't there, okay? And what he says in actually verse 24, let's just start at 24. But Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, who was not with them, and Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to him, unless I see his hands, the imprint of the nails, and I put my finger in his place of the nails, and I put my hand in his side, I will not believe. After eight days, the disciples are again inside, and Thomas with them, Jesus. And Thomas with them, Jesus came. The doors had been shut and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, reach here with your finger. And see my hands, and reach here with your hand, and put her to my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are those, blessed are they who do not see and yet believe. Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that in believing you may have life in his name. Now, let's look at the Great Commission. You guys heard the Great Commission talked about a lot. There's a couple verses at the end of Matthew. So let's just go straight here to Matthew 28. So we're going to be in Matthew 28. We're going to be looking at verses 16 through 20. It says, so Matthew 28, 16 through 20. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some were doubtful, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So again, that's the Great Commission, guys. You guys have probably heard that you know, many times before. So now, let's look at a little, some little pieces of Scripture that we don't often look at. Let's look at the Ascension, okay? We're going to look at the Ascension. So we're going to go to Mark 16, at the very end of Mark, Mark 16. We're just going to look at verses 19 through 20. We're going to look at Ascension in a couple of the Gospels, but Mark's account says, 
in verse, in verse 16, in chapter 16, verse 19. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the sights that followed. So there you go. So that, that's, that's Mark's account. Now, let's look at Luke's account. So in Luke, Luke 24, if you have go to verses 50, so this is going to be three verses here, says 50 through 53, actually four verses. So it's verse 50 in Luke 24, verse 50. And he, being Jesus, led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing him, blessing them, he, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they, after worshiping him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising God. Now, to keep this going, let's go to Acts. It's important to, to, to go to, to the book of Acts which, when you get to this part, guys, of the uh, of the accounts. OK, so let's go to Acts here. So we're going to look at Acts one. We're just going to look at the first uh, 11 verses here of Acts 1. Okay, so for Acts 1, starting at verse 1. This is, and again, Acts is written by Luke. Okay, so the first account I accomplished, Dilopius, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these, he also presented himself alive after his sufferings by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, and you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 6, so when they came together, they were asking him, Lord, is it this time that you're resorting the kingdoms, that you're restoring kingdom of, to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the time or epochs of what the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Judea and all Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. And after he said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand up looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. All right, so we just went through uh, the account of the ascension, okay? So now, what we want to look at here and spend some time with on this fun Friday is the 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 day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so it's really important as you as we read this to it, the, the the Easter story. So easy just to stop here, you know, at the ascension, and I, and I get it. You know, Jesus rose. That is what we're celebrating for sure. But we have to remember, as Christians, it doesn't stop there. We have the Holy Spirit, and we like to call it the Lion within. That is given to us for those who believe. So let's let's just soak in these words in Acts two through four, and just let the Holy Spirit speak to you uh, as we read this together. So starting in Acts two, 
When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise, like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as as a fire, distributing, distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking with other tongues, as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each of them was, was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, Why are not all these those who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear them in our own language, to which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elmites and residents of Mesopotamia and Judea and Capsoia and Pontus and Asia and Pergia and Pamphylia and Egypt, the districts of Libya around Cairo and visitors from Rome and both Jews and Proselytes, Christians and Arabs, we hear them in our own tongue speaking the mighty deeds of God. And they all continue to be in amazement with great perplexity, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others were mocking and saying, They are full of sweet wine. But Peter, verse 14, Taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice, declaring to them, Let them, let to them, men of Judea, and all you have, who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what spoken through the prophet Joel. And that shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and you young men shall see visions, and your older men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and they will grant wonders in the skies above, and the signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. It shall be that everyone who called on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know, this man delivered over to predetermined plan and a foreknowledge of God. You nailed him to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad when my tongue exult- and my tongue exulted. Moreover my, f- moreover, my flesh also will live in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brethren, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he is both died and was buried. His tomb is with us to this day. And so, because he was a prophet and knew God had sworn him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on the throne, he looked ahead and spoke to the resurrection of the Christ, that he was neither abandoned to Hades, nor did he fle- did his flesh suffer decay. Then Jesus God raised up again, to which he was, we, we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been called exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this which you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, 
Sit in my right hand until you make my enemies a footstool for your for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, and Je- this Jesus whom you crucified. Now, so verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And Peter said to the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent. And each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord and our God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So then, those who had received his word were baptized, and that day were added about 3,000 souls. 3,000. Thus they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Now, verse 43. Everyone kept a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were being taken place through the apostles. And all those who believed were together and had all, had all things in common. And they began selling, and profit, and selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind and temple, and breaking bread from the house to house, they were taking their meals together with the gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day to their number day by day those who were being saved. All right, guys, we're going to keep reading here. Let's read uh, three, and that's a little bit in four. I want to touch on as well uh, as we finish up this Easter week. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple about the ninth hour an hour before prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set up every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. He began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ and Nazarene, walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk, and he entered a temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, as they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were being filled in wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to, the, to them at the so-called portico of Solomon, full of amazement. When, but when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Why do you gaze at us about our own power or pity we make him walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered and, and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. But to put death the prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact at which we are witnesses. And on the basis of faith, in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health and presence of, will, of in, in the presence of you all. Verse 17. And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your rulers did also. But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets, that this Christ would suffer and has, has thus befall, fulfilled, therefore repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away, in order 
that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, the Christ, and appoint it for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. Moses said, The Lord will raise up for you a prophet like me from the brethren, and him you shall give heed to everything he says to you. Verse 23. And it will be that every soul that does not hear that heed to that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And likewise, all the prophets who have been spoken from Samuel to and his successors onward also announced these days. It is you who are the sons of the prophets in our covenant, which God made with your father, saying to Abraham, and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For you first God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. Now, chapter four, we're going to go through the first 12 verses and then we're going to wrap it up here, guys. As they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captains of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them, being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day. It was already evening, but many of those who had heard the message believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. Big numbers. And on the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem. And Annas the high priest was there, and Capius and John the Alexander, and all who were high priestly descent. When they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, By what power, or in what name, have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, If we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you, to all the people of Israel, that that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, for whom God raised from the dead, by this name the man stands before which, before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, the builders, but which, which he was the, he is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. May God bless the reading of his word, right? Man, this is powerful stuff, guys. So I just pray that taking the time this week to just let the Easter story soak in. It's not about a verse you're going to hear on Sunday. And again, if you're listening to this when this first comes out, you're going to hear the Easter, your Easter service on Sunday. It's one of the most highly attended services of the year for sure. Churches do very well on Easter Sunday. But we don't want to just be Easter Christmas Christians. We don't. This is a daily thing, guys. It has nothing really to do with any Sunday. Sunday is just a day to go to go worship. But we need to be worshiping every day. You know, I get we want we want to get together and be with our church body. That is important. But to be the leader that God intends you to be, this is walking this stuff out and, and standing on the gospel each and every day. So I just pray that this has blessed you. Now if you don't know who Jesus is, and you haven't confessed him as Savior and Lord of your life, I pray you do that right now. I pray that, first of all, you admit that you're a sinner, that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. You need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He was sent here, and somehow, somehow, what he did for you on the cross counts for you. He was thinking of you. You need to confess him as Lord. I mean Lord of your life, of everything. Because I get it. You're out there. You're trying to do this thing called life. And it is hitting you left and right. It's hard. 
you can't get ahead. There's always just bad things happening. And you just don't know where to put your hope. I'm imploring you, put your hope in Christ. Put your hope in the one, the only one, who can give you any sense of peace. Jesus. Now, if you've done that and you want to, to accept Christ as your Savior, I'm going to pray right now for you. So let's pray together. So, Father, I just pray for the ones listening who are accepting Christ as their Savior right now, Lord. I lay them at your feet, God. Let's just thank you for the, the path of salvation that you give us all as believers. And I pray, Lord, that these men, these women, whoever may be listening and accepting Christ right now, that you just let them know how much they are loved, how there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, how at this moment their entire dry erase board has been wiped clean. It's all gone. And we can rest in you. And also, Lord, I encourage them to keep being obedient to what you tell them to do. To just be obedient to the Spirit. So I got, I just pray for it that, that these men and women take action. And if they, Lord, if they are ready to confess you and to submit, to deny themselves and confess you as Lord and Savior, I know at that moment, at that moment, Lord, you will send the Holy Spirit to them. So I pray so deeply for the people who are listening who made this decision. And I pray all this according to your will in Christ's name. Amen. So if you just made that decision and you accepted Christ as your Savior, welcome. <laughs> welcome. So glad to have you here in the brotherhood. Or if you're a female, you're in the sisterhood with us here, brothers and sisters in Christ. I want you to send me an email at support at the lionwithin.us. That's support at the lionwithin.us. We'll send you a couple of free resources to help you get started on the fight and the battle that you are in. Okay. As you're in the battle, you need to get ready. Okay. Again, I want, I want to hear from you. So send me an email. I promise I will, I will send that email back to you. So guys, I know this was a different week at the line within us. We didn't get any tips and any dad jokes, any of that stuff, guys, because we just wanted to let the word of God just, just speak to you. And I'm not sure what this Holy Spirit is telling you to do right now. I do know that this weekend, if you're again, if you're listening to this before Easter, this weekend is a good opportunity for you to not just be a consumer, but to actually be a doer of the word, share share the love of Christ with others, and not just on Easter Sunday, but when you are there this Easter Sunday and you see that one guy or or, or maybe that family who doesn't come that often, take some time and love on them, show them the love of Christ. Walk it out. What's the fruit of spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Start with love. Just share some love with others. And you can do that very simply, guys, just by saying, how's things going? Right? How are you doing? Good to see you here. Man, love to know more about you. Just find, just take the time to find out about them. Be curious and be genuine. Be empathetic. You know, we're not trying to push push anything down on them just want to know hey i'm so happy that you're here you know just just take that time to be intentional because if, if if the men of god will start stepping up and doing this more and i'm not talking about asking how work's going if you want to use that as an icebreaker fine but get to an actual just some complimentary things hey man i've been seeing you've been doing whatever this is in the neighborhood just want to say hey you're doing a great job hey you're doing a great job raising your kids Okay, it could be something as simple as that. You never know how the spirit's gonna move. 
it could be something simple. You know how brothers are, how we are. Hey, that's a cool shirt. Man, where'd you get that shirt? You never know just how a conversation like that will open up opportunity for you to just develop a deeper relationship. That's what it's all about, guys. It's about relationship. It's about growing together. Again, this week, we're not talking anything about what the line within us is about in our community and stuff like that. Guys, you know we're here to serve you there. So if you want to check out the show notes, there's links for all that stuff. But do you have the relationships? Look how important Jesus prioritized relationships and how he poured into others. But most importantly, look at the relationship that he desires with you. He went to that cross for you. He went to that cross for me. He came out of that empty tomb for you and me, for everyone. And it says right here, we ended at Acts 412 for a reason. For my old pastor, before he passed away, I remember him saying this was one of his all-time favorite verses. But it is true. There is salvation and no one else. There is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Guys, that's very simply stated. Jesus is the only way. He is it. You can't work your way in. You can't nice your way in. You can't pay your way in. It doesn't work that way. It starts with surrender. And you surrender and you can proclaim him as Lord of your life. The salvation is freely given. It's freely given to us. And we have the Holy Spirit. I like to call it a lion within. And at that point, guys, you are ready to do the work that God, I know he wants you to do. And you don't have to be in ministry to do this work. You don't have to do anything with, uh, with, with that, with your vocation, because your vocation, whatever you're employed at right now, that is your mission field. That is your opportunity for you to be the light, for you to show the love of Christ with others. And that's what I pray you do, guys. I pray you take this as an opportunity as you soaked into through the scripture this week, that you understand what Jesus did somehow counted for you. And how blessed are we to have that, have that assurance that yes, the penalty was, was, was high. It cost, it cost him everything. He did it for each and every one of us. So I pray this has served you well, guys. I do pray you take it, that you consider sharing this with others, particularly other Christian men or just other men in general. Just say, hey, just want to share a little bit of God's word with you. Yeah, when you go to church this weekend, enjoy that time. If you're listening to this past Easter, it's okay. Every day is a celebration for our Savior Christ. So every Sunday, every Sunday should be Resurrection Sunday. And that's what we're celebrating. We don't celebrate, the, you know, the, the, the tomb and the, uh, everything there. We celebrate that the tomb is empty. And now because the tomb is empty, we have hope. And we don't worship a dead man. We worship a living Savior. So thank you guys for so much for taking the time to listen, for, for, for hanging with us this entire week. I pray this served you well. I pray that this was something, again, that's helping you grow as a Christian man. And guys. Come back next week. We'll get back to our regular scheduled uh, format next week with interviews and episodes and regular SKOs and all that fun stuff. But we want to take this week to do something a little bit different. So I'd love to hear from you. If you want to send an email to support at the line within us and let me know how you liked it this week. Did you like just reading through the scriptures? Did you sit, did you find value there? How it served you? Maybe is there something that the spirit revealed to you during this time? Because if you took the time to go with us, we probably had, what, hour and a half of, of straight up just reading God's word together. 
And I think there's nothing more beautiful than that. So again, guys, I pray this serves you well. Come back next week. Look forward to having you guys here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to serve you. And I pray you have a great weekend. And for those that are hearing this on time, a happy, happy Easter. Now it's time to unleash the lion within.